And hello, campers! Welcome once again to Jurassic Fans. Today we're covering some paleontological news. That's well, that's my thing, actually. Love that. And now, well, that's your host, Daniel. Now the man who's embarking on a new journey to read the two Jurassic novels we have currently, Matthew Millen. Hello, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen. How are you all? Daniel, good sir. How are you today in this lovely afternoon? It depends. Or is it, or is it an evening? Or is it a afternoon? <laughs> you are. <laughs> well, it depends on what you're doing. So you're already going into this journey of reading Jurassic Park and The Lost World. Well, yeah, that's, that's my... Actually, I have one book to finish. Oh, I hate these motorcycles. I have one book to finish that I've been really leaving it behind. I, I need like to finish 20 pages of it and then I'll begin reading our Jurassic novels. And then I will, we will be ready to talk about this amazing adventure I'll be going through. Right, oh, and that's going to be some of our new episodes, folks. So, campus, just be ready for it. If you have ever read those novels, well, you know how wonderful they are. And our Matthew Augusta will be reading them more and commenting here with me because I've already read them like twice or three times already. So, that's going to be fun. So, well, I have to say, I've never read a book twice. So, if that, we can basically agree that this book is huge. It's fantastic. Well, there we go, folks. If you had any doubts, now you don't anymore. <laughs> right. So uh, we're covering an article this afternoon that is about um, the discovery of what those two fossils that we had in Ireland, what they were, right? Because um, even when uh, I'm still writing these a novel at the mine, you listeners will be some knowing some more details about it. So just keep your eyes peeled about it. But then. Uh, in Ireland, there are just two fossils that have been discovered so far. Now we know what they precisely were. So one is a carnivore and the other one is a herbivore, a solidosaurus and a sarcosaurus. So I had to search for what a sarcosaurus was. And that's one of the, you know, Matt, those old discoveries, that time on which uh, every big carnivore was called megalosaurus. Yeah, definitely. We had that time in paleontology, right? Yeah, we, we do, yeah, they love the word mega. So, uh, go figure. Sarcosaurus was originally called Megalosaurus, like just everyone was. Everyone and their mother was called Megalosaurus back in the day. So, uh, <laughs> point is, um, both lived in the early Jurassic, and they were like. Um, Fragile and bright for sure. But Cerdosaurus reached up to four meters in length. Uh, if you are in the United States, I guess it's approximately 11 feet. I'm not that good. What? 11 meters, right? Uh, four meters. I guess that's 11 feet. Four meters to feet. Let's see. That's yeah. around 13 feet, 13.12 feet. Oh, yeah, I'm, like I'm terrible at that. I, I, I said I was. You shouldn't be surprised. Well, and yeah, then, per meter. Yeah, that's, that's it. Yeah. And then uh, Sarcosaurus, it reached three meters and a half. 
So it was not the biggest predator ever, but back in the day, we were just finding these new creatures, right? Like there was something that was brand new to our minds. But point is here, uh, Matthew, you as a biologist, um, fake biologist, <laughs> how do you think this uh, relationship of predator and prey would have its role fired? I mean, the predator was not as big as the prey. So sorry, your your audio broke up. Please. Oh, okay. Right. Uh, so, how do you think this relationship of predator and prey would go like? Because the predator was a bit smaller than the prey. Well, maybe they would go like pack hunting, you know, strength in numbers, mm. like humans used to do to mammoths, maybe. What, uh, what just springs to my mind is that Philodosaurus was this early tank, uh, like much lighter than the periods of Jurassic Cretaceous. We had uh, Stegosaurus and Ankylosaurus. Uh, Philodosaurus was uh, built as a tank as well, not as strong, not as big, because those were massive creatures. But oh yeah, they probably would like. I, I say that probably they would hunt in packs. And they also would probably use, I don't know if that's even possible judging by their size, but they probably would try some stealth attacks. Uh, so you mean like stepping which around? I, yeah, which I highly doubt because of their size, but I think that pack hunting makes more sense due to their size. Wow, surely. Well, so uh, just to understand the biodiversity of that time, uh, in the early Jurassic, we know that dinosaurs, they were not at the, they were not having a big time, not yet, at least. Like, they just reached at this point at the late Jurassic, right, as far as we are concerned. So, point is here, these early creatures, like, they were just uh, living in that part of the planet, like, what is now Ireland. Uh, do we know anything else about the biodiversity of uh, Ireland? I love the place, but that's just what we know. And why just two fossils? What is the problem? Well, indeed, only two. Like, why? I'm not. I'm not familiar with the biodiversity of Ireland myself, but I know. If I'm not mistaken, I think they are the only country in the world that doesn't have mosquitoes. That but, quite cold. but I, I, I'm really not, I'm not uh, used to their fauna and flora, so I can't talk much about it. Oh, well, like, yeah. uh, like I, I don't know uh, a lot about what they currently have for sure, but I mean, but, yeah, and even back then, I think that the climate would be different from what it is today. So I don't know. It's kind of weird. They only have two fossils, right? Yeah, I but what is that? Is that a, a lack of paleontologists? Is that a, something related to the region itself? Surely it's only Jurassic, so we can't expect like loads of species in Montreal because or maybe their dinosaurs are so old that we don't even have 
like anything from them anymore. Yeah. I guess it's all. And comes, those two were like lucky. I guess it all comes back to that process that you uh, you told us about in the last episode. You told us about how to diet a fossil, but we had those little rings of um, how a dinosaur comes to be fossilized as well. So sometimes the terrain is not muddy, not not muddy enough. At least, yeah. Oh, it's not a desert. If it's too damp all the time, the creature simply yeah. doesn't fossilize, right? Yeah, definitely. You have you have to to make a fossil. You have to have like these specific con uh, climate and humidity conditions. So, yeah. Otherwise, you know, you get petroleum instead of a fossil. So maybe that maybe. The climate and the soil there didn't help to preserve anything. Oh, and sure. those two were like the lucky ones. All right, folks, you heard that from the mouth of the horse. Just remember that he's a biologist, not my fault. Fake biologist. <laughs> so uh, I guess now that we're covering the next, uh, the next topic actually that is about the Tyrannosaurus, we're going for that on the next episode, uh, just so I can use another pun. So. Uh, we are listening to our listeners by now so just don't forget folks we are having a new episode quite soon because we are recording that Tavo so yeah you're getting there like I guess that it's going to be about the growth of Tyrannosaurus that's going to be quite nice I, I love that creature such a dope animal yeah, that, that's something quite interesting actually right on folks so just be hyped for it I see you in the next episode of Jurassic Science. Matt, can you say bye to our listeners? Uh, not today. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> bye, everyone. Have a good afternoon, and we'll check back soon. You, you just created that term? I don't know. Probably <laughs> the internet already knows it, but I just smashed up afternoon and evening. Righto. Good afternoon, everyone. Yeah. Bye-bye.